listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Getting a lot of requests to be on the HealthCast. And just kind of a reset at the at the beginning of the year. For anybody that's new to the show, we're going to be switching up some affiliates and adding some affiliates. I'm looking forward to that announcement. But my background is being on ESPN and being on NBC Sports Radio. So I spent five years in Sports Talk Radio. While being on Sports Talk Radio, my day job, I was a vice president and executive, both on the health plan side and on the provider side. So I was working in healthcare and managing contracts and managing pretty large portfolios. And basically during COVID, I decided to switch my show because there was no sports. So I, I couldn't take calls on LeBron James and his hairline, I couldn't take calls or Kyler Murray being too short to see over the line. I couldn't take calls on the steroid era of baseball because that's basically what Sports Talk Radio is. It's those three topics over and over again. People are mad about their quarterback. You got the old school guys that are they're talking about if Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame or not. And then everybody wants to talk about LeBron. So I wasn't able to do that. We moved it into more of a news talk type of show and then started the the HealthCast series. So I figured, I said, hey, I can get some of my friends that are in healthcare that know much more than me and are much smarter than me and went to better schools than I did. And we launched the HealthCast series. I think it was groundbreaking. I was one of the first guys out there doing that. And now that we're syndicated, we do a HealthCast segment every day. So I talk about a little bit of sports, a little bit of politics, What's going on in the news? We talk about cinema. I was just talking about the best man final chapter in the last segment. We talk music. Obviously, you have Rampage who comes on the show. But the health cast is what really allowed me to get this show syndicated and move forward and make it a full-time job. So I have people that are that are reaching out and want to be on the show. And it's very easy to get on the show. If you want to be on the health cast, we have some brilliant people that are a part of that that series. You got David Meyer. We had a great interview to close out the year with David and Jen Kerfoot from Farmbox RX. And she had a good idea. I'm actually kind of looking into hosting a series. We talked about just rolling up at a Waffle House and talking to people about healthcare and about their healthcare experiences. I think expect to see me get more into that. I don't know if Waffle House is the, the best venue because you're eating at a Waffle House. Your concern about your own wellness may not be the top priority. I've never gone to a Waffle House thinking like, man, I'm I'm really trying to I'm really trying to get this cholesterol lowered. I'm trying to eat better. You know, getting getting those getting those hash browns scattered, smothered, and covered, that's not necessarily great for your A1C. If you're a diabetic. I know that I know that the waffle with with three different syrup packs on it, that's definitely not good for your A1C, whether you're diabetic or not. Even if you're not diabetic, probably shouldn't eat that. But I think the concept is 
getting out to where people are that are healthcare consumers and having those conversations. We have so many discussions with executives. I love it when Anita Jenkins comes on the show, CEO of Howard Hospital. Jeb Dokelberger of Aetna, one of their CEOs. We've had some real phenomenal people that come on the show. And then we get to go to Rise. We get to go to AHIP, some of these conferences, and set up booths and 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 cover these events live. And we we have fantastic interviews and, and discussions on this particular show. And it's something that I'm very, very proud of. But I'm getting requests. If you want to be on the HealthCast series, it's not difficult. Just reach out to me on LinkedIn. James Lewis III. Get my government name. I'm not Lance J on LinkedIn. If you haven't figured out, Lance J is kind of a pseudonym. Sidebar there. When I was on Sports Talk Radio, Colin Kaepernick was a huge topic. So instead of calling it the James Lewis Show, I called it the Lance J Radio Show because I didn't want to be on ESPN in Philly talking, giving my opinions and pontificating on the racial injustice that that Colin Kaepernick was dealing with over the flag because that's so polarizing. I didn't want anyone to say, oh, that's James from, from Risk Adjustment at my employer. This is how you feel about racial injustice and Colin Kaepernick? Well, we got something for you. We're going to blackball you too. I don't want to lose my job over my opinion. So I had I had a pseudonym. And it just it took off. It had a nice ring to it. Then once once I branded all of my tents and banners with it, I was all in on that thing. I was like, I don't spend thousands of dollars in branding. I'm not changing the name of the show. So that's how that's how it became the Lance J Radio Network and the Lance J Healthcast series. But if you want to be on, just just hit me up on on LinkedIn or go to at Paragon Seven Studios on the gram. Paragon, Paragon Seven. And shoot me a DM. Just studios. introduce yourself, saying that hey, I follow you. These are my credentials. I'd love to be on your show, and and I'll book an appointment. We'll set it up. I'll send you a Zoom link, and then we'll go get it. It's not it's not no huge process. There's no payola. People have hit me up. Can I pay you to be on the show and promote us? I don't I don't do that. I mean, we have sponsors. Episource, U.S. Hunker, Cooks Nook has been a sponsor. They're not a sponsor this year, but but still much love and respect for them. People that uh, Insight and Health has been a sponsor. If you've ever sponsored my show, to me, you're always a part of the family. And I'm always going to plug. I'm always going to support wherever I can. Uh, Upside Home, I know they changed their name to to just Upside, but it's a fantastic organization. They're focused on creating housing opportunities for elderly people who may be losing some of their function, ability to, to be mobile. So they have this holistic program where they're housing people and, and they're putting individuals almost like a patient-centered medical home. And I think that that's phenomenal. So that's kind of where the show is. We, we talk about a little bit of everything, but, but one topic I love talking, not just health, but I'm into the corporate stuff because when I was a healthcare executive, I learned so much about corporate America. And the further you go up the, the ladder, the executive ladder, there's a lot of stuff you see and you're like, man, I don't like this. You start to realize that in some organizations, not all organizations, but a lot of decisions that organizations make are based on not just profitability, and everyone has to be profitable. You got to hit your numbers. It's a numbers game. But a lot of decisions are made based on the top 
half dozen executives and their bonus structure. I understand that, that we're in dire straits, but but I got a half a I got a half a milli bonus on the line here. Can you help a brother out or a sister out? And that's interesting, but I always found the dynamic between employer and employee very interesting. So I'm I'm reading from Forbes.com. The debate between employers and employees about the great return to the office goes on. Headlines highlight employees who refuse to come back or companies like GM and Amazon which step back from their in-office policies. At the same time, Morgan Stanley CEO recently announced employees must be in the office five days a week. And Snap CEO insisted employees must be in the office 80% of their time beginning in February of 23. Of course, Elon Musk Famously said, if employees didn't want to be in the office every day, they could pretend to work somewhere else. These proclamations are against the backdrop of layoffs and economic concerns with a daily litany of companies announcing headcount reductions and cutbacks. So you have the recession that's looming. That kind of puts the, the leverage back on the company. When the economy was good and people had jobs, and people were really negotiating pay raises and stuff. I think the the employee could be like, "Well, bleep you! I'm not I'm not dealing with this." But now with the recession, you don't just want to walk away from your job, especially if you have a good job and good benefits. So I find that dynamic very interesting. the The article goes on to say tides are shifting. Eighty one percent of people are worried about losing their job, according to a study by Clarify Capital. Sixty one percent say concerns about the economy are affecting hiring at their companies. So people are having hiring freezes. I know several people in healthcare that took jobs with startups and they're only there for like six months because the company had to downsize or just flat out going out of business. You see big companies like Facebook and Tesla and Amazon laying off people. These are, these are the huge multi, multi billion dollar market capitalization companies and they're laying off people back to the article how a company brings people back is as important as whether they do or for how many days both employees and customers judge companies for their values and their culture they give credits to organizations based on how they behave and the choices they make and requirements about where when and how employees work have become a magnifier for who a company is and my my thoughts on this have shifted a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm a big leverage guy. And like I said, six, seven, eight months ago, this time last year, the employees had the leverage. The employees have less leverage now than they used to have. I would just implore leaders to think out of the box. I, I believe personally, before COVID, I was sending my, my team home two days a week. So we were working a three-day week in the office. The time commuting, if you live in a big metro area, it takes you an hour to get to work and an hour to get home. I always want people to remember that's 10 hours a week. Is an employee more productive wasting 10 hours a week in a commute? I don't know if the answer is to work at home. I mean, obviously in manufacturing, you can't work at home. And I don't know if working your staff and only bringing them in one day I don't know if that works. That might be too extreme in the other direction, but I'll just say 
in your organization, wherever you work, if you're a manager, if you're a leader, if you're a thought leader, you got to read the room. Maybe a young team that is still growing, still developing, still learning their craft. Maybe you have to stand over them a little bit more. Maybe they need to be in the office four days a week. Maybe if you have a veteran team, you got people that have been doing this seven, eight, nine years, especially in my field and risk adjustment stars. Bad people that have been doing this close to 10 years. They know the cycle. They know what's going on with CMS. I'm going to be less likely to have them come into office more than three days a week. But it's a difficult decision, and there's no one size fits all. Every organization is different. The last, but the last thing I'll say, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a health plan. It doesn't matter if you have a legal firm. It doesn't matter if you're a media like me. It doesn't matter what you do. Just you always have to remember that you are nothing without your employees. So you have to treat your employees good. Regardless of what rules or parameters you're going to set up, you have to treat your employees with respect. You have to make your employees feel that they're the engine that drives this bus. Because the very moment that you start making employees feel like they're commodities, like they're just another another spoke in the wheel, you're going to have serious problems. Paragon 7 Studios. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Lewis. Five seconds left on the clock. I don't think AM is watching the clock. Has to shoot a long three. Oh! Made it! He pulled up from Gehenna at the, at the end of the shot clock. Messiah Thompson. Oh my! Oh my! That might have been the dagger. That might have been the dagger. That is definitely the dagger. That might have been the dagger. I don't know if he made that on skill or luck, but the shot clock was winding down. AM didn't realize, and Messiah Thompson had to pull up and shoot that. And he cashed it out again. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance J Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. I'm the latest hashtag challenge. And everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. 
Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because when I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network.